Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs, the only watch podcast that has mastered the tympanic tickle. You have made it all the way to episode 181. Michael, how are you doing? I'm good. Just uh, <laughs> surviving. Back surviving. in the big city today. You're back um, in the city. You're 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 a, you're a, a big city gal now. You're gonna take that city by storm. <laughs> big city gal. They'll big never c- see me coming. Big city. <laughs> I'll show him. I'll I'm gonna show start him. in the mailroom at the fashion magazine, and I'm gonna work my way up to head editor. Time to leave this small town. <laughs> Have we both been reading the Bell Jar? Because it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> favorite oh, book. Man. One of my favorite books. I love. Uh, I love any sort of book that reminds me everything <clears throat> is meaningless. I can't do anything about it. But I can still try and be happy. Those that's basically my reading niche. But here, here we go. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Episode 181 of the Two Book Watch House podcast. Um, this is actually a new this is a new a new series. We have a bunch of series here at Two Book Watch Nops. And this one I'm incredibly excited for because it has the potential to be quite contentious. Would you agree? I think so. Um, I mean, just going through our options, we realized that one, which did not make the cut, would have to be like its whole episode. Whole episode. Whole episode. Whole episode. But let's do this. Uh, uh, For episode 181 of the Two Book Watch House podcast, Michael and I are doing our first installment ever of what we have dubbed Who Wore It Better? So this this is a TVWS episode 181, Who Wore It Better? And it might not necessarily be what you think it is. Um, The idea behind this episode topic is... We took different design categories, or at least sort of style flourishes, uh, shared between two watches, and we put them head to get. So, so who wore, you know, a, no, this isn't one of the examples, but who wore black dial, black bezel, budget diver better? You know, SKX yeah. or blah blah blah. Um, actually, just as, as an example, can I share the first one here on row one because we have a spreadsheet in front of us. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, so who who wore it better? Dual Crown Micro Brand, Notice Duality versus the Gabax Avidiver. And so, basically, it's the idea of us saying who uh, has worn this particular design niche better than the other one. We'll share our reasons. Give me your reasons, Hal. Sorry, every time I say the word reasons, I have to do that quote. Um, and uh, there's ten or eleven topics here. I, we try to keep these, uh, you know, who wore better, uh, to, like, verses in the same price bracket. Some of them aren't, but it's all good. But it's going to be, uh, I'm very excited. I hope, we have enough, I hope we have enough time to get through all of them. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go as fast as we can. I'm telling you, man. But here, let's do this. Uh, we did that. We did, do you, Michael, do you want to do, do, do a wrist check with me? I'm wearing a watch I haven't worn in a long fucking time. Oh, is it time already? <clears throat> It's always time. It's always time to do a wrist check. You want to do a wrist check with me? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Here, you go first. Uh, the Tudor Black Bay GMT. Fantastic. Beautiful, as we were talking about before. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> no, it, this is kind of fun because when... Um, so, like, just recently, like, I moved a little bit more down south, uh, and my wife and I, we still try to enjoy the city on the weekends. So, um, I've been facing the challenge of mobilizing and taking two laptops and recording equipment stuff like that so i can do this still you're, on sunday you're, you're a lady on the go so i mean yeah. it comes it comes to the territory <laughs> you gotta bring all your shit with you man you know uh they'll never see me coming um <laughs> so one of those challenges I don't know why that's so funny one of the one of those challenges is like picking a watch because all of my shit is in the new place 
Um, so like he, I, I do, I, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's as pragmatic as like, Oh my God, I'm going to travel the world. What one watch am I going to take? But, uh, it's, you know, I do go through the, through the motions of picking a watch to bring out here and record with. Um, and this weekend it's the Tudor Black Bay GMT, which is, um, just a fantastic execution of, you know, um, a GMT classic GMT pilot's watch, uh, with, with jumping local hour capabilities yeah. and one thing that I, I think the most controversial <clears throat> aspect of this watch is the size the proportions most notably the thickness uh, I get a lot of questions on Instagram like oh like what's your wrist size is it too top heavy is it this oh, this yeah. and that people tend to ask that a lot yeah and I really think I really think that Tudor just like nailed it I don't think it's too thick if you buy this watch and you think to yourself that you're gonna feel like you have like a GMT master on your, like you're going to be like those guys in Apollo 13 at the very end. Like I'm going to look that cool. I'm going to look like an astronaut with a Pepsi. Like you're not going to have that experience with this watch. What you have is a very modern hefty interpretation of that watch platform. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I also see a lot of comments where it's like, oh, if it was only the same dimensions as like the Black Bay 58, and I might have mm. been in that camp for a while, but I'm not anymore because yeah. I think that I think there's something very satisfying in things that are modern. Um, we we really like, we really like. Do we need, do we need to stop romanticizing? Yeah, we we stuff? swoon over vintage and we swoon over stuff that emulates vintage. Uh, vintage is great like there were some like really just like golden eras of watchmaking um and the designs really speak to that but i i think that this is there's nothing wrong in something being modern and being its own thing and that's what i think the black bay 58 is um mm. i'm sorry not the black bay 58 the black bay gmt gmt yeah so i don't know i'm still digging it um for a while i thought that it would be like a catch and release but it's um i don't know it's also it's also one of those watches that's like you wear and you're like what the fuck am i doing with all of this other like useless <clears throat> shit that i have like it, it really it really can be a one watch I, I know we say that about a lot of watches i think last episode i was talking about the seamaster ceramic oh yeah um but this is another one you know like you just wear it and you're like what the fuck am i doing like why do i have like a podcast every week talking about what, where I could just have this one and just be done with it. Just be done with it. Leave Kaz on his own to talk about God knows what every week. Well, I think, I think that's why we really do it because we're friends. Kaz. We're friends. And so you're saying you buy watches because we're friends. It's your fault, Kaz. It's my fault. I mean, that's basically the argument <laughs> that we're, that we're both kind of honing in on. It is my fault. And so Michael, uh, I, I'm sorry. Well, aside from that, <laughs> aside from that, I just think there are watches that are just like really, really good. And this is an example of one of those watches where it's like I, I have recently been trying to fight with the idea of like, where does my collection go from here? Hmm. Where it's like after the addition of this watch, the collection might go nowhere. Like interesting. I don't know. A G-Shock. I keep bitching about like an affordable like dual time option. I have like a hundred dollar G-Shock that we did a review on. Would you like it? I would love to take a look. I'll send it to you. If not for the human connection of getting something in the mail from my friend. That's not like a bill or a scam. <laughs> exactly. Right? 
Can we talk about that? I don't know how post works in the rest of the world, but for some reason, the thing is, I love the post office. I, I, I it's a, it's, it's like a constitutional, like, like protective right. The post office, the United States post office, has to exist. Yeah, it's just, that's just the reality. I don't care what anyone says. Um, with that said, why is ninety nine percent of the stuff the post office sending me garbage? You want some garbage? <laughs> no. <laughs> Take out a mortgage on a home. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> Dude, it's like you do it and it's like, are you ready to refinance? I'm like, I just moved in. I just moved in. <laughs> I love so when we when we bought our place, we got a whole and like my 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 mortgage like officer or whatever prepared me. She's like, now you're gonna get a bunch of letters in the mail saying you have to pay 75 or 200 bucks for a copy of your title. And I'm like, what? oh, okay, I guess I can do that. She's like, no, don't do that. You could just have you just have your title for free. These people are yeah. scanning you, and I'm like, okay, I'm sure it'll be fine, dude. I have I could have made a couch with the amount of like <laughs> mail I had gotten to have. I could have made like a proper fucking couch. You know how you make yeah. you know how they make pizza box couches. I could pizza have made scam couches. letter couches. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know what I'm saying? It's totally crazy, man. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm glad. The Tudor GMT is still working. You know, if you're thinking about it and you and you want to buy it, you probably can't. Um, I think it's well. I mean, all things considered, economically and the way that retail spaces are not operating right now, mm. um, you probably can't get one in more ways than than one. Uh, but it's it's a fine watch if you're if you're looking for something mod like a modern execution of the Pepsi GMT is something that people wanted forever. <laughs> And I love it when Rolex like trolled everyone and did that, but it was all in white gold. That's probably my favorite watch <laughs> they've ever made. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think when Tudor stepped up to the plate and did this, it was just like really, really good. Um, and I think I've said it before, but I, I had the the great pleasure of being like one of the first people to ever review it when they started making their way to the States. Um, and after I put it back in that little mini crate and gave it to the guy that like private courier that came to pick it up again. I was just like, I can't wait to see you again. I can't wait to see you again. <laughs> so it's just, it, it's, uh, it's a fantastic great. watch. Um, don't worry about the heft. I, my, my wrist is like six and three quarters. So like a pretty yeah. tiny wrist, um, all things considered. And yeah, just don't, don't, don't try the watch on thinking that you're going to feel like you have a vintage GM, GMT on your wrist. You're not. You're going to have a very modern, very capable, very good, high-quality watch on your wrist. Uh, and that's what the totally. Tudor is, and that's totally okay. It's fine to be modern. It's fine to be modern. It's fine to be modern. I'll take it. I'll take it. Cool, 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 cool. We are wearing, we are wearing totally opposite, opposite watches. Is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm wearing for the first time in a long time. Do you remember that modern Fosnock Amphibia that I bought? The 420 with the green paratrooper dial? Yeah, that's the Heineken one, right? I said, oh my god, I totally forgot. Yes, it is the it is the Vostok Heineken. Yeah. It, as it has thus been dubbed because the color of the dial with the um with the Moscow red star on it kinda looks like a Heineken. I actually posted it in the TBWS Patreon Slack. Um as part of our wrist check, we do so on the on the TBWS Patreon Slack. We do uh, wrist checks uh, every day. It's actually been really. It's actually been a lot of fun. Yeah, like everyone there's fucking incredible. All you guys are fucking incredible. If you jumped on the Patreon tier <laughs> um, to hang out with us in the Slack channel, because we're basically talking all the time. 
it's so much cleaner than Instagram DMs also because oh I can God, keep up. Yeah. I, I think just a little bit more personality comes through. I've always hated like the Instagram DM interface. Yes. Like where yeah. if I sneeze on my phone and it's like mark, it gets marked red and I don't see what like somebody said. <laughs> so the, I, yeah, loving the Slack channel. Love the Slack channel. But yeah, I posted a photo of it um, this morning. Uh, without a strap because I was trying to figure out what strap to put on the uh, put on this guy. So this is a modern Bostock Amphibia. This is not a vintage Bostock Amphibia. I have just posted a video for our Patreon folks where um, so on Patreon we have a series called um, Soviet Watch eBay Deep Dives with Kaz. I'm Kaz and so I'm the one that's talking in those videos and I basically do a screen share going through eBay um, looking at particular models, uh, just kind of calling out what's real, what's fake. The episode that posted just recently is on the vintage Vostok Amphibia. Um, so it's a lot of fun. If you're in the Patreon tier, keep an eye out for that. If you're not, you can go and check out the tier and see how it works and all that stuff. But uh, I'm not wearing a vintage one. I think I wore a vintage Vostok Amphibia last episode, the um, the 119 to no case with the 2209. Well, vintage, but like practically like NOS. Like, like, like brand new. Like yeah. someone bought the watch hate it inside of a live whale and like let the whale roam free and then like someone speared the whale to death like two years ago and and the watch somehow and they're like perfectly preserved you know what like I'm saying? In, in a kidney stone in like a kid like it was it was it was it was like immersed in like a, like like amberite kidney stone like the fly from fucking jurassic park you know what i mean i would just um, like to point out that we're like less than 15 minutes in and clearly talking about watches i just want to point that out just putting it out there man doing a pretty good job i think we're doing a pretty yeah. good job <laughs> but yeah that that vintage uh, watch example was actually gifted to me by um an incredible listener of the show ogtbws listener of the show and it wasn't that was incredible condition but today i'm wearing uh, a modern one i'm wearing this modern 420 case green paratrooper dial with the moscow red star at 12 o'clock uh, I have it on i actually have it on an old uh, 18 millimeter green toxic nato uh, uh, strap with that like super big buckle you know what I mean? That's um, that's like a relic. That's like a yeah. toxic Terry relic. He doesn't he stopped, do the the eighteen. He stopped anymore. selling. Yeah, he stopped selling eighteen dollars a long time. But the thing is, most Vostoks are. So most, yeah, all vintage Vostoks, but probably like one or two exceptions, are eighteen millimeters. Most yeah. modern Vostoks are eighteen millimeters. However, there are some that are like. 20 millimeter into like i think the i think like the uh, ministry case the 710 ministry case is like a 20 millimeter uh strap but but that's what i'm wearing now i modded the i modded the bezel i took the classic dot bezel off it has these the the 420 bezel has these dots on i took that off um mm -hmm. and i put this bezel on here that i bought from uh marinom.com it's really really cool it has like almost a seal bezel kind of look actually i guess it basically is a steel bezel yeah you know, I don't know. If, I don't know if you have a photo of it in front of you. On this I have. Thing. I actually. I'm, I want to do something right now because I have the. I have the photo that you posted open right now. But okay. I want to see if I can take a. Like a shot for today while I'm recording. Oh, let's do it. And then I'm gonna put it on the Slack channel. Live right now, dude. Yeah. Put put it. Put it on the TBWS Patreon <laughs> Slack channel. Let's do wrist checkception. <laughs> that's, so then, that's basically that's basically what this is we need um, someone else in the slack channel to then do a wrist check of your wrist check wrist checking my wrist check well in the meantime i'll say two things that i really like about this watch first of all the mm. shade of the shade of green on the dial is really really cool it's beautiful i can't, I love it. I can't tell it's not like a, like annoying in the sense that the hulk is um 
Because that thing is so green. It's kind of funny because you, <laughs> I, I think that you and I both kind of drool over that watch a little bit, but then we both see it in person and we have the same reaction. We're like, Ugh, why is it so bursty and like shiny, like weird? I, I don't know. It's a, it's a little, it's, it's green to the point of like, it's almost like someone wanted to overcompensate for the green. So it's like when you see really bad fake grass and it's like very green fake grass, you're like, oh, the grass doesn't need to be that green. You yeah. know what I mean? Let me there see. You did, you, I just, did you? I just, did, I just posted, and you'll see like everything that's going on right now while perfect. recording. <laughs> Do you see this? Well, you like, you're like balanced on like, oh, it's a glass table. Okay, I didn't see a glass table. I just saw your laptop floating, <laughs> and I'm like, is he balanced on like a rad? What is he? What is he doing? The other thing that I like about this Vostok is that like the imagery that they chose for the dial is is very subtle. I think a lot mm. of these can be like very hashtag motherland and like you have like tanks going around the whole like fucking time. It just it gets a little out of hand. Hashtag motherland. Um, so yeah, Vostok so uh, there are some Vostok dials which are which are so in Stobie watches there are what are called propaganda dials and so yeah. I think some of the more egregious offenders are Raketa. There's some Raketa perpetual dials. It's like a hammer and sickle behind the Kremlin and like and like Lenin looking up at six o'clock and you're like, what is happening on this fucking watch right yeah. now? Um with the with the Vostoks, they're not necessarily propaganda dials, but they're sort of military pride dials, and so some yeah. of them will have like Red Army insignias, or they'll have like fifty years of independence from like 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 from nineteen seventeen to like nineteen blah 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 whatever the fuck I'm not good with numbers, um, but this one yes I do agree. There's a little bit of that sort of flair because it has these like planes. It's like a paratrooper person on a plane, but yeah. the highlight of it is not the actual little paratrooper logo. The highlight of it is the color, which I love. You know, yeah, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. <clears throat> And like there, there are not they there are not a lot of those propaganda dials that I can get behind, but this is this is one of them. Yeah, it's cool. That's definitely definitely super super cool. So here, let's do this. Did the intro? We did the wrist check. Uh, so just to update, folks, uh, we are on Patreon now. We're active on there again, just like Michael and I were talking about. There's a Patreon Slack, which is fucking incredible. It's basically like I somehow just gained a bunch of friends. You know what I'm saying? I I, I know that sounds very sad. In. We had a Which lot of new people. We had a lot of new people joining. Like we had just a lot of, in we had a lot of new people. Week. Yeah, a lot of new people joined, and like I know it's fucking depressing when I say it like this, but I I gained a bunch of friends because like I know I have a watch podcast, and Michael's my friend, and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people listen to us every week. But like I'm very lonely, you know what I mean? Constantly, because <laughs> I used to have. Because my wife and I were talking about this recently. The older you get, it's fucking like really hard and weird to make meaningful like friend connections you know because uh, usually you do that through school or you yeah. do that through... and a lot of the friends that you make in school are like very superficial and on the surface <clears throat> in yeah. terms of the friendship like the kind of friend that will like dump you for saying that pearl jam is better than Soundgarden. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god you actually remember that story like somebody will end a friendship over that <laughs> i don't i don't know if you're being facetious or if you're actually accurately recalling this but that literally happened to me are you referencing <laughs> that story 
I'm referencing. I could, I can't remember which band won in in the end. Pearl, I I just remember you telling me a story where like well, it, a it, friendship it, it, a friendship was on the line because somebody could not agree. I lost Pearl Jammers. <laughs> the the bands were different. I lost an incredibly close friend of mine in high school because I refused to answer. Uh, a question. I refuse to answer which band is better, Stone Temple Pilots or Soundgarden. Now, Michael. Oh, okay. I thought it was Pearl Jam or Soundgarden. Oh, dude. 100% Soundgarden. 100%. The answer is Soundgarden. Okay. <laughs> James, if you're listening, fuck you. The answer is Soundgarden. But I didn't answer at the time because at the time I was, um, and I'm st- I still am now, I was very non confrontational. I'm like, ah, I mean, you know, I like both, but it really just depends. And. Who can say who's better? He's like, no, dude, you have to tell me which one is better, STP or Soundgarden. I'm like, dude, I'm not. That's like a stupid thing to be fighting about. But first of all, also, this was during my birthday. We were having like a big birthday dinner, like me and a bunch of my friends at like a yeah. fucking pool hall or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm not fucking in. And so I, and he's, he's, he's like, fuck you, man. I hate your wishy-washy bullshit. And he stormed out. And I never <laughs> saw him again. <laughs> My friend for years. I don't oh, know if he was man. on drugs or some shit or what the fuck he was going through, but I refuse to answer the question of which we all know the fucking answer to. The answer is Soundgarden, James, asshole. Uh, he stormed off and ended a friendship. So, like, yeah, sometimes you're, you're the, 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 the ties you make in high school and college can be very tenuous yeah. and brittle at best, but... um. But that's why when you grow up, you realize how superficial a lot of those friendships were. And yeah. you're like, wow, I'm in my 30s and I know like to or keep in touch with two people. Yeah. You <clears throat> and my wife. <laughs> that's that's basically what I do. That's, that's basically that's, what I that's, do. That's how it is, man. The loves yeah. of my life, you know. Um, but having said that, I'm having a blast in the uh, in the Slack channel. So thank you to everyone that's on the TBWS Patreon Slack channel. Huge shout out to everyone that's jumped on recently. Just to let everyone know, um, if you've jumped on to the five, ten, fifteen, or twenty dollar tier or whatever it is, I can't remember the exact numbers. Uh, you are automatically enrolled in one of our audio risk check shout outs to basically where during our audio risk check that we just went through, we'll give you a shout out and call out a watch from your collection and then spend a few minutes talking about the watch because I know I'm going to get fucking distracted by like whatever, whatever watch someone's going to be wearing. It's going to turn into like a few minute discussion from me just because that's just how I operate. So those are actually going to start next week. So if you're, if you're on our Patreon Please keep an eye out for a message from either me or my wife, Becky, because uh, because Becky's helping me with Patreon stuff. Just mm-hmm. asking you, hey, um, you know, uh, what watch do you want to use for your, your audio wrist check? And uh, do you want to go by like a different name or the one you have on Patreon? Because some folks don't want to go by their name. They want to just use their like IG handle or like their watch you seek handle or, or whatever it is. So we're going to start collecting, um, you know, everyone's names, what watch they want to use and their shout out. And then we'll be letting you know when your episode is, like when the air date will be for your episode. That way you can, you'll know to uh, to keep an uh, uh, an ear out. But thank you to everyone that's jumped on the Patreon. Go and check it out. We're doing a whole bunch of new cool series before the clap, which is like the twenty or thirty minutes before we record, where Michael and I plan. It's really a lot of fun. I'm also doing Sylvie Watch eBay deep dives, which I spent a few minutes talking about before. There's the Slack channel, and then there's also uh, the live streams that we're going to be doing in July as well. More details around that once we get everything up and running on our end. But um, yeah, go and check out the Slack channel. Or the Slack channel. Pfft, yeah, go check out the Patreon. 
Uh, it's patreon.com slash twobrokewashdodge, I think. If you have any questions, hit me uh, hit me up. Let me know what's up. Also, thank you to everyone that has been using our Amazon affiliate link. That is an incredible way to support the show. And if you have any questions about that, let me know. Um, let me see here. That was housekeeping items. Anything else? Any other items we want to go into before we jump into the main topic? Who you wore think, it better? Do you think we'd get in trouble if we took that paratrooper... <clears throat> that paratrooper... Uh, design that you have on that watch mm-hmm. and did a hashtag motherland t-shirt <clears throat> depends who you think we're in trouble with i mean who's who's i don't know who's enforcing that right now Marinom? like i don't oh wait hold on so you mean buy the watch and then like just put like a hash like i like post it with the hashtag motherland no, no, no. If we if we take that that like little the, image the of the the paratrooper with the red star, and then under under that, just put hashtag motherland and sell that as a TBWS T shirt. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be pretty cool. I don't know if we'd get in trouble because I've depends. seen I've seen T shirts that take like the silhouette of like the Submariner dial, for example, and they'll they'll right. put that on a shirt and then they sell it. He's fine. I'm willing to give it a shot. It could be like green, like a Kelly green T-shirt. That's that's a pretty nice color. I can I I I can get behind that. We can we can we can have a brain trust or or was it Rev? What was what what do people used to say? Rev, Rev. Uh, oh, they call them Wallows at Microsoft. That's what kind does that of, even mean? What does Wallows mean? It's like a Steve Bomber era term, and it's like you just get in there and you wallow over something. I don't like, like li- literally. I get meetings on my calendar. Like, I don't know if this is like insider training, but like <laughs> you, you, you were first, you worry about Vostok. Ooh, now you got to worry about the day job, man. There are just so many stupid names for a meeting. That's, I You're guess that's what we're getting at. That's where we yeah, that, That's basically the headline. But, um, but I, but I think that that do. would be a cool TBWS t-shirt. Cause we have, we haven't done, t- there are two TBWS t-shirts in the world right now. <laughs> There are only two, and my wife made them. We we (laughs) gotta do T-shirts, man. We we had we made these shirts before Michael and I went to the Hong Kong Watch and Clock Flare back in 2018. We're like, oh fuck, we're going there. We need to actually have TBWS shirts, and so like, um, I had a a, a basically it's it's like a it's a I have a silhouette curio, or or no, it's a. It's a cricket. No, yeah, it's a, no, it's a silhouette curio. It's basically like a paper cutting machine. It's, it's, it's like a it's like a CNC paper cutter essentially, and you can cut iron on vinyl. So I cut all this vinyl, like iron on vinyl to like vinyl TBWS, and like I was doing it dude, the night before we were supposed to go to Hong Kong. And that night, my wife was working late. She got back at like one a.m. and our flight's like in a few hours. And I'm like, babe, I'm having trouble. I can't, I can't iron the shirts. What kind of batteries does the iron need? Like, the, I was completely showing, showing my greenness in regards to just stuff I really should fucking know as a human being. And so my tired wife just dropped her bags, still in her work clothes, just finished making the shirt. My t- my poor tired wife made those shirts for us. Only two exist. We have a Teespring store, and there are some. There's a mug on there. And there might be a shirt on there as well, but the Teespring store for merchandise is probably something we should. Um, I still work haven't on. bought a. I, I still haven't bought a mug, and I, I actually don't wear my TBWS T-shirt because I I want to like preserve it. Preserve it. <laughs> I do, get worried do shadow, that if I shadow box it. <laughs> 
some I women just, shadow box their wedding dresses, we are going to shadow box our two broke watch knobs <laughs> t-shirts. Perfect. That my tired wife had to use iron-on vinyl for on some like Hanes undershirts. They're nice. They're like super comfy. They are very comfortable, actually. Hanes did but a good I, job. But I think I think we should capitalize on hashtag motherland. Uh, it would be <laughs> it would be kind of great. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Here, let's do this. Uh, did the intro, did the wrist check, talked about Patreon, Amazon affiliates, and we mentioned Teespring uh, peripherally, which, yeah, if you guys need the link, let me know. A bunch of people have already bought the TBWS mugs, and I always get super stoked when I see people like take photos with them um, on Instagram. So uh, if you have any issues finding the Teespring store, let me know. Uh, do you want to get into this main topic? Do you want to get into who wore it better? I'm looking at the tab. And just like the way you titled this document, who wore. So like in the Chrome tab, I just, my brain automatically takes the WH and the ORE and it's just like who are when I read this, like who are it better. Uh, so let's, like, let's like, get to- like Danny DeVito. Did you fuck my whore wife? Did you fuck my whore wife? Oh my god! Tell me, I just, man. We watched, we watched Matilda the other day and I was surprised Great to see movie. that Danny DeVito was in it. <laughs> I mean, surprise! He's very—he's—he's he's in it with his wife. I just his whore wife. His whore? No, that's his actual wife. I can't remember her well, name. I'm sorry, Danny. It's yeah, me, yeah, Mr. Devito, because you listen to our fucking show. We're sorry. Right. Um, you want to talk bird law? But you know, Matilda's a great, great movie. Really, really, really enjoyed that movie. Um. I but think here, you let's do this. Start, so, I think you should start with the dual crown <laughs> micro. Well, I just want to preface this a little bit. I think at a certain point, when you're in the watch family, and when you really start getting your sense and bearings of watch, excuse me, watch releases, how these watch design cycles work, you can become more aware that there are certain specific design ideas which certain brands and certain watches just try to hit. Or do better, or or capitalize on. Remember how last year was the year of the GMT bezel? Yeah, like everyone had a GMT bezel. That was almost one that I put on here, by the way. But I chose yeah. not to. The the twelve hour, you mean, right? The, the, I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. The twelve hour bezel. Um, and so I had this really interesting idea of like, let's try and figure out a way that we can have a proper conversation, Michael, you and I, by ourselves, there's no one else here, fuck everyone else listening, I don't care about you people, I care about Michael. Let's have a proper conversation about who actually is embodying some of these specific design tropes appropriately, or who we think is really, quote unquote, wearing it better. So that's the idea behind TBWS, who wore it better, who were, God damn it. <laughs> no, Look I'm at the doing tab. Look I'm at the tab on Chrome. Who <laughs> were... That's so great. Um, we have 11 uh, categories here, and we chose two representatives of that category. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to go category, category, category. I tried to keep the prices the same. Obviously, these aren't, you know, there'll be multiple revisits on categories, but I wanted to choose ones that I thought were interesting in terms of their potential contentiousness. But here, let's do this first. The, the first category here, the dual crown micro brand watch. Uh, the dual crown sort of compressor style case thing is kind of kind of becoming a thing we're seeing a lot of. I'm seeing a lot of dual crown divers lately, you know what I mean? Um, especially in the micro brand world because I think the watch fam has this interesting sort of 
almost orological kink around seeing two crowns. Uh, and so it becomes one of those things where is the design aspect of your watch the fact that it has two crowns or is it a design that just happens to have two crowns? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like mm-hmm. these two watches embody that dichotomy really, really well. So the so the the, the two that I've chosen, this is this is this is one of my topics, because Michael and I each pick uh, we chose topics on here that you know I chose some, he chose some. This is one of my topics. The two I've put together, who wore it better? Who wore the dual crown micro brand watch better? Notice duality versus the Gavox Avidiver. So you have I I you've interacted with both of these watches actually. Just mm-hmm. occurred to me, haven't mm-hmm. you? Yep. What's your take on the design sort of language here between these two? Because I don't think people, I'll say, I think, I, th- I think what's interesting is I don't think people understand or necessarily would immediately think of the Gavox Avidiver as a two crown watch because <clears throat> the crowns aren't the focal point. Yeah, they're pretty tiny actually, which I remember was um, like a point of criticism that I had. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember it, you had some issues uh, screwing them back in. Yeah, so it doesn't have that very explicit look of a dual crown watch, which I think is kind of smart um, because it takes that away from being the center focal point of identity for the watch. Exactly, exactly. And so, like, it's not the sole identifying feature. I think the sole identifying feature of the Avidiver is its flexibility Mm. and um, how many ways that you can use the dial and the the bezel. Yeah. this is a hard one, man. Honestly, it's t- like it's it's tough because these are also both sandwich dial watches. They're both similar price, but they're very fucking different. You know, I and I actually don't like the dual crown look. Just overall, okay. I don't like it. Um, but I did. I think I DM'd Wes when I, I still have the duality here, actually. Oh, perfect. And I, and I DM'd Wes and I said, you know. I don't think that I was planning to make a micro brand purchase for 2020. Um, but I think if I do, it's going to be the duality because of like just how much they were able to up level the design and the mm. quality for notice. It's, it's out of this world for the, for that price point and that look, I don't know. I, I kind of feel that notice did it better in this okay. case. Um, but this was probably the hardest one to to come to a conclusion on because I, I it's it's funny we we did that I think the Avidiver was also like the second watch that I reviewed for TBWS very early watch that we ever so, yeah re, uh, I mean, the first was the Orion Field Standard yeah I think and this was definitely. Uh, the the Gavox Avidiver was in there so I'm I'm having kind of an opposite sort of not opposite but I. I think the notice duality, in terms of its execution as a two crown diver, mm-hmm. it's traditional. This yeah. is what a two crown diver is supposed to look like. It has that sort of almost aesthetic looking interior rotating bezel, has the knurling on the crowns, which looks really, really cool. I don't like how on this dual crown diver, on the notice one, how the crowns are so protruding they're huge Mm -hmm. so for me it becomes the difference of okay one of these things is leaning into the two crown diver as sort of uh 
design feature or sort of like the design impetus behind this watch i could so if if i could trace if i could if i could kind of retro engineer or backwards and reverse engineer uh the design conversation i think it started with hey let's do a two crown diver whereas Mm. the gavax avid diver that conversation between Michael Happy and probably himself, himself. did not start, <laughs> did not start with hey I want to make a two crown diver yeah and so because of that I think we're seeing that sort of intention carried all the way through so I will say I'll split I'll split it like this the notice duality is probably a better two crown micro brand watch however I think the Gavox Avadiver while being a two crown uh, micro brand watch is a better um, function has better flexibility in terms of its design has a bit more x factor going mm. for it as a whole yeah it, it definitely has more spirit you know it's yes spirit. i think if you look if you look at both of the watches and say like which one is using the dual crown thing as maybe even a crutch in mm. some ways it would be the duality agree like yes. they really capitalized on that portion of the design and I think that's why those crowns are like so big. They're yeah. like knurled. Um, like I said, I think the first they're loomed. Regard, they're, <laughs> are they really loomed? Yeah, the crowns are loomed. That's funny. But yeah. I really, I think, I, I'm telling, I think the conversation started with, "Hey, let's make a dual crown diver." You know? Yeah, probably. And I, I so so that's how I'll, that's how I'll split it. I think notice duality is probably a better dual crown diver representative. But the Gavox Avidiver, in my opinion, is a better sort of has more orological spirit, while also happen to have two crowns. Does he still sell the Avidiver? <clears throat> I think so. He he keeps posting. Uh, yeah, I can add to cart right now. Nice. What a be- what a beautiful watch. Oh my god, I had this in for a little while as well. Um, what a gorgeous watch! He, he was, was he was posting some photos on Instagram, a quartz uh, a quartz version with a twelve hour bezel, I think. Oh. I saw. Or actually, no, a GMT version. A G, I remember. Yeah, it had like a had like a GMT hand. Interesting. Wee. Okay. Where is it, Michael? Oh, Michael. Michael Happy. <laughs> I know you listen to the show. Really, really cool, man. Okay, so so here, let me let me put the notice in green because it's the winner right just put the whole just put the whole all right that's like a just put the whole thing in green it's like a like a moped Uh, sorry that's okay but wait but i can't put them i can't put them both in green because only one one of them won i don't think we have winners and losers here do we i guess we do Michael, this is reality. Of course there are winners and losers. Are you kidding me? (laughs) These watches are not getting participation trophies. (laughs) (laughs) There's no no green ribbon. All right? (laughs) It's blue and everything else, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Here, let's... I'm sorry, I'm being very mean. Um, uh, Let's move on here. So, yeah, you're right. Let's just... I'll just put the whole thing in gray, just so I know... Just so I know where we are. Um... No, that'll just confuse me more. It's fine. It's fine. Do, do you want to go down the line in order, or do you want to pick and choose? So we did a micro brand kind of specific category. I have, I think, a couple micro brand specific categories here. Um, 
did you want to do the one just underneath it, <clears throat> or do you want to pick, uh, pick and choose? Because I chose, I kind of jumped to this one, so I'll, you know, let's, you know, go, you, let's you, go down the line. Let's, let's go, go down the line. Yeah, I, I was yeah. gonna say I'll shut up. I'll stop talking, and then you can just choose whatever the fuck we do. So here, that's I'll stop talking now. No, let's go down the line. I'm, I'm looking at the sheet right. <laughs> okay, down the line. We're going down the line. So, <laughs> second category for for episode 181 of Who Bored Better. This is an interesting category, actually. <laughs> Um, I don't know if this debate has existed in a, for a long time, but the second category of who wore it better is art deco style. And the, yeah. basically the way I'm doing this is I wanted to choose two watches that had art deco beginnings. This again, this is one of my categories that I created. So who wore it better, the art deco style, the JLC Reverso versus the Cartier tank. Michael, what do you think? Which do you think embodies the idea of Art Deco style more? Again, I think another category of watches you don't have a particular affinity for. <laughs> well, I, I I don't, but I, I think I've made my controversial thoughts on the JLC Reverso known. What was it? The JLC Reverso made uh, yeah. The JLC Reverso made a, an appearance on our um, what was it like unpopular watch opinions episode? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Oh no! It was like overhyped, like over, like like oh, uh, we did an episode on overhyped watches. Yeah. Um. Oh yes, actually, that reminds me. Please stop sending us emails about overhyped watches that we talked about on that episode. Thank you very much. Uh. But yes, the the JLC Reverso was one of those watches. Yeah. So you're leaning towards the Cartier tank. Yeah. I th- when I think Art Deco, I think um, I think about the Art Deco execution but done in kind of a subtle way. Mm. And that's, to me, that's what the tank is. Um, it's Art Deco, maybe in one of its purest forms, if you, I mean, if you just want to isolate watchmaking. But with like the JLC Reverso, it's like, oh, look at me, I can like flip around too. I'm like, okay, great, I don't care, I don't need that. So like... <laughs> I love how I, much you hate that watch. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm thinking, if I'm thinking Art Deco in its purest form, in the realm of watchmaking, I'm gonna go for the Cartier. Um, it just has, it just it doesn't has, need a gimmick. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't need a gimmick. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I this this one's easy for me. I don't I don't know what you think. We are in agreement. I'm gonna opt for the appropriate embodiment of Art Deco towards the Cartier tank because it captures the essence. Of the design trope, in my opinion, without having to need this, you know, flippy, flippity flop, you know, reversing dial no. thing or whatever the fuck. It's a very simple design because the thing is, anytime you're also dealing with something Art Deco-y, um, obviously in the ethos of the style, it's really easy to have have it just be a little heavy-handed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, like, oh, I need to be. I need to have my my architecture. So I, you know, it's 20, 2020. I'm designing a building. It needs to be Art Deco style, and like you just fucking make it look like something from like Judge Dredd on South Beach in Miami, and it just looks fucking really weird. You know what I mean? Like like you have to cut, like just over design. That's the word. I do have the sense that the Reverso is over designed in the Art Deco style, whereas the Cartier Tank does what it needs to do without being overly complicated. Yeah. I and I I do enjoy let me see a picture. Let me make sure. I enjoy the case shape of the Cartier tank a lot more. Yeah, I, I like it too. Um you know? it's smaller. Like if 
also if, if I'm reaching for something like that, I would want something a little bit smaller. Mm. So like the tank wins there. Um, and, and of course, like <clears throat> simplicity is something that I would consider. Yeah. Uh, and I just think, yeah, I, I like simplicity in this style of watches. Um, in, in the art deco execution, I like simplicity as well. Uh, so I would, I would go for the, the tank. Let's call it, man. Who wore it better? Art Deco style? We have agreed. Sorry, guys. It's the Cartier tank. Please Somebody, stop somebody's gonna this. somebody's gonna mail me a reverso. Like, take it. Angrily, like, hey, you motherfucker, you wear this reverso and tell me how it feels. Like, thank like you it. for this thank you for this seven thousand dollar watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my job. Here, let's go. To- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next category here. Just going down the line to make our lives easier. This one is actually really fucking funny. Seiko Patty Pepsi. Who wore it better? Who wore the Seiko Patty Pepsi look better? Our two options here. Uh, I had to copy and paste and get the tabs open because I had to get ready for it. It's the Samurai SRPB99, the Patty Samurai, or the ever popular Patty Turtle SRPA21. I think is the right. Uh, is the right number here. So I think the Patty's got so out of hand. First of all, it's become almost a gimmick. I I, I think like. I think very early on, probably in like double or single digit episodes, we might have had a Patty out. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, this, yeah. I was like, this is really cool. This could be like the Seiko Comex. Like, mm-hmm. like if they just stopped it with like one watch, it really could have. I think that. it was the turtle. I think it was the Patty turtle. I think it was the Patty. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, but then we we got like Patty on everything. Yeah, dude. Like you can probably buy like a Seiko plush with I Patty think, on it. I think whoever like is in charge of Disney's uh, merchandising is in charge of Seiko's uh, merchandising because they're just putting <laughs> Mickey Mouse logos on fucking everything. Okay, Mickey Mouse toilet bowl cleaners, Mickey Mouse uh, uh, air sick vomit bags. You know what I mean? Like everything, you know, Mickey Mouse brand, like like home colonoscopy kits, like everything. And we're going to put Patty on everything, dude. Yeah. So I do agree. I'm. It's almost meaningless at this point. Even though I understand the whole Patty thing is supposed to be, what, what's, the, what's the acronym? Like something, dive something? Professional Association Diver VI could be anything. I don't know. International? Patty, Patty meeting. This is not bad. It's our fucking show. We do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> Patty meeting. No, I didn't mean Patty like that. What does Patty stand for? Professional Association of Diving Instructors. Instructors. Ha! There Instructors. you go. Okay. Uh, Seiko has ensured that Patty is completely meaningless now. I, it's just on. It's just on everything. So um, it's like the, the name wa- of a teacher's union, <laughs> right? <laughs> At that point. Oh, that's so great! But the 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 two patty models I've chosen I've chosen because I think they're in similar uh, price points, but they're also very different. Yeah, but they're still the like the patty Pepsi look. So, um, gut check response: Which do you prefer? I know you. I I don't think you've ever had a samurai. I've had a samurai. I had a samurai for a long time, but you've had turtles uh, yeah. for a bit. <clears throat> I think you even have one. You actually you have one now. Are you leaning one way or the other? Who do you think is actually doing the whole Patty thing better? So aside from the fact that I don't like the Samurai, just in general, like the K shape, it's like very big and kind yes. of uncomfortable to me. Um, when I look at this, I almost, I, I find myself in a different 
sub-collection of dive watches, which is co-branded divers, much right. in the same way that I gravitate to like a like an Aqualung Doxa, for example. So that's like a co-branded diver. Uh, and I think that that sort of co-branding vibe um, just works much better with a more traditional case shape, which in mm. this case is something like the Turtle, the 6309 case shape. I think we do have 6309s that are co-branded. Uh, who is it that co-branded with Seiko mm. back then? Clorox? God, did you say Crocs? Cl- Clorox or Crocs? <laughs> oh, um, God damn it! What was that one? Uh, what was that one partnership I made a joke about? Tudor and 3M. Three M. Tudor and Three M. Uh, Seiko co-branded. So when you phrase it like that, I actually I think that's a really smart way of approaching it. If I'm going to do some sort of like co-branded association dial with something specifically around this like uh, professional association of diving instructors, it needs to be a classic appropriate looking tool watch and so i think in that sense the the turtle does does make a better case it it is probably it's probably more authentic to the idea of the whole patty association crap being on the dial you know what i mean yeah that said i think what's happening or at least what i'm realizing is that this uh uh samurai patty is on like the crazy end of the yo dog we heard you like patty dials thing because it to me feels like a more interesting design but do i need an interesting design if i'm like a professional diver or whatever even though these guys don't wear these fucking watches anyway you know what yeah. i mean so maybe the samurai is like the dark side of the patty co-branding whereas the turtle is kind of more appropriate to like the authentic side of the of the patty co-branding so it might be a draw. It just depends on what you are looking for. I'll say this. I like the way the samurai looks better because it's more interesting. It has the pattern mm. on the dial. I like the spear second hand that they're putting on these new uh, samurais. That's red. It has got the one red hour hand. Um, if you look, the little uh, the little ticks uh, are red between 1 and 15. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're getting. <clears throat> um, being traditional is not really important in this context because uh, nobody is traditional in the sense that they would pick up a patty dive watch and then go diving with it and feel right. like more of more of a diver it's <laughs> it's it's a novelty so the watch with a little bit more flair probably makes more sense i think here's the reality with all dive watches and let's i'll say i'll qualify it by saying specifically these patty divers it's not that these patty divers are supposed to make you feel more like a diver these patty divers are supposed to make you feel less like a landlocked idiot you know mm. what i mean yeah. <laughs> which is it's all not, of us now which is all of us <laughs> <laughs> at this point it, these aren't these aren't going to emphasize diver aspects you already have these are going to de-emphasize non-diver aspects you're trying to hide you know what yeah. i mean i think that's the desk <clears throat> divers secrets you know notes from I, the desk diver underground i can give the samurai the win in this are case you- are you sure? Because yeah. I think in terms of what the patty design is supposed to be, I was agreeing with you in saying the turtle. I think the turtle is a better patty diver. I just like the look of the samurai more. Yeah, but I think you you framed the argument better than I did. Um, like, this is not about traditionalism. This is about mm. novelty. This is about, like, 
feeling something, not like a landlocked idiot. <laughs> let's do this. Let's give the win to the samurai, and then um, let's let everyone send us angry emails. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the watch fam's answer in this case is the turtle. Because everyone loves the fucking turtle. I don't know. I think I think there's some. So I like one samurai. I like the samurai when they made it in titanium because yeah. I think that it would take that very top heavy design and make it more wearable. But those yeah. are very very hard to find and Super well hard. into the four digits right now. At this point, yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I bought. Um, I had a samurai blue lagoon when that launched. Uh, I went and bought it at the Sacred Boutique down in Miami. I had an incredible experience doing so. I think I did. A, I think I did an episode. Um, when I got it, that was when Joe Kirk was still in Miami, but I think he's yeah. now in New York, um, at like all the all the headquarters and, and, and junk over there. But I loved my time with the Seiko Samurai Blue Lagoon. I sold it um, to uh, a listener of the show, and so I see it on their feed every now and then. Um, and that person's like enlisted, so he takes it like he takes it like he takes photos with it like around the world. I'm like, wow, Samurai, if you were still with me. You'd gone nowhere. Like the samurai's life was actually better having left me. Oh, so your actual watch? Yeah, my actual watch. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's gone. It's gone. It's, it's on. It's on. I, I was, uh, 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 I was the hill that my watch had to conquer and step on top of in order to reach its dreams. I was the bad boyfriend before my watch went and found the love of its life. Now it's in Navy shipyards. <laughs> Front line. It's going places, dude. It's going places, right? I'm telling you, man. But here, let's do this. Uh, so yeah, let's call it. Who wore beta, Who wore better? Seiko, Patty, Pepsi. Sorry, guys. We're saying the samurai. You can send your send us all your anger emails. Uh, next category. Ooh, I don't know if these are still in style, but there was a period of time where everyone and their motherfucking mother was doing this. Let's do this. Who wore it better? Technically, I should call these micro brands. Who wore it better? Micro brand steel bezel. Who wore it better? Which micro brand has executed the steel bezel better? Our options here, prepare your buttholes. It's the Raven Venture versus the Trasca Freediver. We've both interacted with both of these watches. Now, just to call out, there is a price disparity between the two. The Raven Adventure, I think, is approximately six to seven hundred. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking Gen One. I think the Gen Twos are more expensive, but the Trasca Freediver, I think, is around. Ooh, what's John got these at? Four hundred? Probably around there. Let me see. Let me go to this website. Ah, let's see. Yeah, four hundred bucks. Or three three seventy five if yeah. you want the stainless steel bezel. Wow! So half the price of the venture. Um, what are your thoughts? Because I think you've interacted with the Trasca more than I have. Wait, didn't didn't your wife wear the Trasca for a long time? Did the venture have a steel bezel? I thought the venture had a ceramic. It's got a steel bezel. It's got a steel bezel. Yeah, the new ones, right? Okay, it must be the new... If it's a brushed bezel, it must be the new ones then. Yeah. Um, so let's say the new ones. So let's say let's say, let's say say uh, 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 Gen 2 Raven Venture versus Trasca Freediver. We can even do uh, Gen 2 Tra- Trasca Freediver because I, um, I think he's doing the second wave of these things soon. I would actually go with the Trasca hmm. 
because I think the steel looks better with that shade of surf green. I totally it's, agree. It's just a nice combo. Yeah. Um, I, I love... So, oh, sorry. I reviewed I reviewed the Trasca Freediver without the steel bezel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I also ended up with the steel bezel one. And I, I think I like the steel bezel a little bit more just because of that combination uh, of that green dial with the steel tone. So I totally agree. So thinking of the steel bezel as a purely aesthetic choice, what's interesting and what's happening, I think, with the Trasca Freediver, with this mint dial, because I think that's the one that both you and I really gravitate towards, because that's very much, it's the color of my walls. I yeah. have, I, my, my walls are like Fender Seafoam Green. That's like the closest color, that's the closest <laughs> color I could find to Fender Seafoam Green. And this watch kind of embodies that I, I, idea. I think what's interesting in happening here is that purely as an aesthetic choice, the steel bezel, while not necessarily calling attention to itself, is making the dial look better. You know what I mean? There are yeah. some bezel styles out there which call attention to themselves. So most ceramic bezels are like low cleavage dresses, just calling attention to itself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. No offense if anyone out there wears a low low. low you know, a, a low neckline dress. It's just very distracting. I've been known um, to. I mean, I've been known from time to time. I've been known to strut my stuff. I wish. I wish I was. I wish I was. A, I wish. I wish I was like. Um. I wish I was like Jonathan from Queer Eye, to where I was appropriate and comfortable enough to just wear whatever I want, and to feel comfortable in like a dress or a skirt, and then maybe pants and a shirt. But I have such fractured and low self-esteem, I'll never be that confident and happy myself. So kudos to everyone that is that confident and happy. Well, we we gotta get you on the show. We gotta get you on that show. I wouldn't be very entertaining on that show. It'd just be like it'd just be like, oh man, you gotta do this and like, you know, you'll you'll have a much more like enriched lifestyle. Yeah, I'm not doing that, guys. I think we need to pursue that because that could technically be our Netflix debut. We could we were, start moving the show to Netflix. So we were trying to figure out how to crack how to crack the nut on Netflix. <laughs> That's it. I just have to. I just have to have my wife submit me onto <laughs> onto the show onto the next season of Queer Eye, which is a fantastic show. It is such a good show. Yeah, I love it so much. They just released the next uh, or the, or the latest season, and my wife, my wife and I just watched all the episodes in like two days cry so much i cry an inordinate amount which is funny because the original <laughs> queer eye was not this emotion driven the original queer no. eye um you know uh back in the day so with like ted allen and everyone else all the original crew it wasn't as emotional a lot of times sometimes it was fun or sometimes it was just quirky or just you know it wasn't so much as like, hey, we're going to deal with heavy topics or like, hey, we're going to deal with stuff and ask like hard questions and things like that. So that's yeah. something interesting that I think I think I can appreciate um, with the with the new with the with the new one. Interestingly, just so we can keep this on watches, Anthony, uh, who is the culinary expert, is an Omega person. Mm-hmm. He yeah. on the latest season, he was rocking a Speedmaster on a rainbow NATO. How badass oh. is that? He also has that like dark side of the moon, right? Yes. One of those? No, very yeah. cool. How cool. I wish I was that fucking cool. I'll never be Rainbow NATO Omega cool. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> what was I saying? Oh, it's Trasca. Sorry. Um, some bezels call attention to themselves and they are the reason you're looking at a watch. The stainless steel bezel is one of those things that brings out the best parts of a dial. And for me personally, I'm drawn way more 
to the Traska dial than I am to the Venture dial with the stainless steel. I'm saying that as a Venture owner, I have um, I have a, I have a gray Venture, I have a gray Gen One Venture with like a black bezel and a gray dial and the orange second hand. I love that fucking watch. But if we're talking stainless steel bezels, I gotta go with the mint dial, stainless steel bezel on the Traska. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, me too. This is the winner. God, what a beautiful watch. We caught up with John in Hong Kong. Like, we, like, literally ran into him serendipitously, didn't we? Yeah, back when the world was normal. Back when the world was normal. I can I can send you the steel one. You can send me that G-Shock, and I can send you this Traska. Do you have it? You actually you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. Hmm. <laughs> huh. hmm. Let's, let's think about it. Let's have a... <clears throat> let's table this talk offline. Yeah. <laughs> about it. So here, let me go back to our sheet. I'm going to put Traska Freediver... As the winner, bam. Uh, let's see here. How much time? We, okay, we got we got time to do a couple more. Um, this is one of yours. Here, you introduce this one <clears> because <throat> I've been talking way too fucking much. This is one of your topics. Tell people what I'm looking at right now. I'm on row nine. Uh, so this could be controversial, I guess, but um, you know, it's it's a these are types of watches that mean a lot to me, and so I labeled this as that Flieger feel. <laughs> uh, so who actually and, and there's a huge price disparity here okay. uh, I, I was not playing that rule <laughs> when picking <laughs> these okay. so I actually picked um, the Laco Munster which is I believe their 42 millimeter type A dial uh, so, oh. so, so no center scale for the minutes uh, this is com- a completely sterile dial um, versus the IWC Big Pilot. I guess at this point we're at the 5010 references. Um, so who really embodies that better? Um, and and this, uh, this conversation gets a little bit more complicated when you realize that LACO essentially didn't change anything uh, yeah. besides the size. Uh, these are not like 55 millimeters. They're either 42. I think they make um, sizes as small as 39 these days or 36 even. Um, but this is a 42 and I think the 42 <clears throat> Laco style with the straight lugs actually wears more like a 46. So that's why I chose the oh. Munster versus the IWC big pilot. So, um, which of these pulled off that sort of axis power pilot watch look better? Um, and I, I'm actually undecided at this point. I, I really like the big pilot. And I've always, I've always tiptoed around that watch. Even at times, I've told myself like, "Oh, if there's one watch that I like, really like work hard for and like save for, and like finally like stop talking about and just like buy it, like it'll be the <laughs> big pilot, and then everything will be fine in my life, and I will never transcend my role as a perpetual consumer." But, <laughs> um, sorry. Um, or do I save a ton of money and go for the Laco Munster? And then go on a really sweet vacation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I, I have an, an initial knee-jerk reaction, but, you know... What is it? Unde- I'm super undecided. It's the Laco. That's what my heart is telling me. If we're actually trying to capture an appropriate Flieger feeling, it, there's no bullshit on this watch. It's yeah. just the fucking hands and the dial and, like, the triangle with the eyeballs. You know what I mean? The big pilot, it's got the fucking logo on there, and I'm yeah, only the seeing power big reserve pilot. indicator. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm only seeing big pilots with like a power reserve indicator. Mm-hmm. That's correct, right? 
No, yeah, you're totally right. And it's got like a date wheel on it. It looks like, and it's like, dude, if you're actually, if you, if you're, if you're going to be like, watch history, dong hanging about it, you have to get something that you that is actually capturing the essence of what uh, the design impetus is. Yeah. And if you think about it, just think of it like this. Okay, this is probably a horrible scenario to think of. Uh, I'm a German World War II pilot. What watch am I going to choose? <laughs> okay. uh-huh. I'm probably going to choose the watch that's not going to have a whole bunch of bullshit on it. Like I'm going to go with this with with this Laco with this Laco monster. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> that's my that's <sighs> my that's my feeling. I think it's difficult for you because objectively, outside of the Flieger hunt, even though it's a Flieger style watch, you really love the big pilot. Yeah, I love it the big, gorgeous watch. I think I think the I think the reason that the big pilot is so has such a huge place in my heart is because I think I noticed the big pilot at a time when I really hadn't gotten into watches yet. Mm. Like I saw that watch and I was like, "What is this? This looks really really cool." And I was like, "How much does this cost?" And it's like twelve thousand dollars. I'm like, "What? There are people that pay this for that <clears throat> watch. There must be some kind of like." fanaticism behind watches uh, and there is and now i'm tied up tied up in it forever uh so i think i think that's really why the big pilot is such an issue for me but i think you're right um lately if if i think about something practical that i would add to my collection and i don't say practical in the sense that i'm cutting corners by buying a Laco instead of a big pilot Mm -hmm. um i just think much like you said it's it's more practical in the sense that i think it's a little bit more readable um, it, it falls more in line with the tool watch space, which is something that I go for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'd go for the Laco also. I'm voting. Um, yeah. I'm voting the Munster, sep- man. Se- separating emotion from this argument, I, I'm going to go for the Laco. Yeah. Isn't Ben Stiller a huge IWC big pilot guy? I feel like I remember that for some reason. I don't know about Ben St- I know Bradley Cooper is like their new ambassador, but fun fact, if you watch the first Jumanji remake, they got one of the Jonas Brothers in that movie. So it's okay. like the one with The Rock and Kevin Hart. It's actually a yeah. pretty, funny, pretty funny movie. They made okay. a ton of money. Um, but one of the Jonas Brothers is in there, and he's like this like pilot character in, in, in Jumanji, and they, they did give him like some kind of Laco or Stoa or something, which was like really, really perfect for his character. So That's if you watch perfect. that movie, uh, keep an eye out for the Jonas Brother. I, I, don't, I don't know which one it is, but I, yeah. I don't know their names. He's That's got cool. some He's got some kind of German pilot watch uh, as a prop, and I think it's a Laco. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Let's see. So yeah, let's call it. Who wore it better? That Flieger feel. Sorry, IWC. It's the Laco Monster. Right. Uh, Vietnam vibes. This is the next one. This is. This I don't know why. One. I don't know why I wrote these like this. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's cool. It's way better than how I wrote how I wrote mine. But here, this next one is yours. It, 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 yeah. So here, you do the intro for this one. So Vietnam vibes. I think there's uh, a lot of folks that get into. Uh, a specific timeline of military watch collecting and that's those are watches that were easily purchased on base um, if you were enlisted at the time uh, or drafted uh, so um, and this kind of goes between also between two pieces of iconic imagery from the time one real one not so real so you have the uh, was it Martin Sheen 
Apocalypse mm. Now shot where he's like holding the gun and like you see the Seiko 6105 on his wrist. Uh, so just like that big old Seiko turtleish case or whatever. Right. Um, and then there's also the shot of the pilot like like in the cockpit, like thumbs up, and you clearly see a glycine airman on his wrist. And I don't know, if you try to think about the era and what it would have been like to to be in, in their shoes, like what watch really embodies that time period, uh, that that context, mm. that situation? Is it the Seiko or, or the glycine airman? And I think it really goes down to what, if you are a military watch collector, what, what kind of watch would you go for? Um, and I'm sorry, like this one is very, very vague and up in the air, but but what are your thoughts? My gut reaction, and because okay, so if you're if I'm thinking Vietnam vibes, um, I'm thinking like something that I would see like military people wearing in like a jungle, like sweaty jungle watch. Me too. And I and I don't know if it's because of the fucking movie or what. Just to just give you guys like a spoiler alert, I, I wasn't in Vietnam. Yeah, I'm, 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 me neither. I'm, I'm, I'm 33 years old. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I don't have a proper uh, frame of reference to put myself there to understand what it was like. But just in terms of like what my head does when I think Vietnam watch, I I, I think of the six one zero five because it feels more like like a watch I would bushwhack with in the jungle. You know what I mean? I think I think so too. And I think I think Seiko divers were much more widely circulated and adopted um than something like the Glycine Airman. I like we do have evidence of the Glycine Airman being used in Vietnam, but the story is a little bit more fuzzy than the Seikos. Um we had Seiko divers being purchased by like on base. Uh, you also had like Seiko field watches that were just like mm. not divers, but also being purchased on base. Um, and I think some were issued specifically to like special forces. Um, wow. But I'm not as smart as Spencer Klein. He, he could give you a better story on that. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd go for the Seiko too. Yeah, I think um, I, I, I for me, it just this just where my brain goes to here. Let's put that one in green. But blah. What time is it? We got time for at least one more, right? We have time for more than one more. Let's, Let's do it. Let's keep going uh, through. This one is, ooh, this one's mine. Ooh, this is gonna be a good one. Okay, so who wore it better? Seagull Chronograph Microbrand watch. So who wore it better? Microbrand Seagull Chrono. It's the Baltic Bicompax versus the Laurier Gemini Chrono. Remember how enthralled we were with the bicompacts? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you know where this is going for me. <laughs> I think I know where it's going for you. I well, it's it's so I my my knee jerk reaction is the Baltic bicompacts. I think people. I don't know why. I think the watch fan was kind of like weirdly forgotten about that watch, especially yeah. after the Baltic guys put their diver out. Yeah. We need to we need to stop being so dive watch centric on the watch fan guys. Like for mm -hmm. fuck's sake, man. All right. This is why Seiko's putting Patty on everything. I mean, I'm I'm gravitating towards the Baltic. Um, you know, at the same time, those guys they're so French. They're so French. They're so charming. I like to the point where I hope they never talk to my wife because I would not stand a chance. <laughs> I'm I'm not comfortable with 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 suave swarthy Frenchmen. Talking to my wife, <laughs> muy muy guapo. 
Come babes, on. Stay in the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah, people have forgotten about, about that by compacts because because the aqua aqua scaff is actually just like a really really good watch it is um, an excellent watch yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But, so, but when these bike compacts came out i remember people were actually you know what's really funny would you classify this as an art deco design a little bit maybe if you look at some of the special editions like i think there was like a champagne dial which mm. goes closer to that that sort of vibe but i don't know not really um, yeah okay i understand that but between the gemini and the bicompacts i i'm gonna go and vote for the bicompacts i just wanted to do this because when the gemini was announced people were super stoked about it and, and like rightfully so it's a beautiful watch it's got the uh let's see here <clears throat> it's got the 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 the, the seagull oh god st19 ST19 layout, so uh, dial at 9 o'clock, dial at 3 o'clock. It's kind of got this, like, Seamaster hour hand thing going on, you know? Yeah. Um, has, like, an interesting 12-hour uh, bezel, um, which is something that the Bicompacts doesn't have, so it doesn't have, like, this, like, dive watch thing. The Bicompacts chronograph is just a fixed bezel, like, very, uh, uh, you know, minimally appointed watch. But the design flourishes that are on the Baltic makes it very characteristic. It's almost one of those less is more things. Mm -hmm. The Laurier uh, Gemini chronograph that I'm looking at here, when you kind of get past some of the initial like, oh, this is a beautiful watch. It's it's stuff that I've seen before. Yeah, in micro brands. I, I think mm -hmm. I'm in. So I think if I were looking for a chronograph between these two brands, I would go for the Baltic. If Agreed. I were looking for a diver between these two brands, I might go for the Laurier because hmm. it, by the same token, the Aquascaf, while it is pretty cool, we have kind of seen that before. That's a good point. Those uh, We played with those Laurier um, Hydras, I think, when we were in Windup uh, mm -hmm. on West Coast last time. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Like, holy yeah. shit. You know, so that, that that's a good point. If you're looking for a Seagull microbrand chrono, um, Go with the Baltic. However, if you're looking for a diver, you know, I would go with Laurier or yeah. Laurier, however the fuck you say these people's fucking name. I think that's that's what I'd probably do. Yeah. But for the uh for our list here, micro seagull chrono, I'm giving to the bicompacts. That was such a great fucking watch. Oh, I agree. Man. Yeah. Next oh my god. <laughs> what do we got? I'm here? so <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy we got to this category. <laughs> Wait, there's a Daytona with a meteorite dial? Yes! <laughs> what? Google it. Who wore it better? The unnecessary meteorite dial. <laughs> oh my god. This shows this shows you how much I know about Daytonas. <laughs> so who wore it better? Unnecessary meteorite dial, the Rolex Daytona meteorite dial versus the Omega Gray Side of the Moon meteorite dial. Um, I just thought it'd be funny. I just wanted a Rolex V Omega thing on here, but I wanted it for something totally stupid, <laughs> which is why I gravitated towards the meteorite dial thing when I found out there were um, meteorite uh, uh, Daytonas out there. I don't think there were very, very many of these Daytonas made. I don't think they're very popular, but as far as meteorite dials go, these watches are fucking different. Incredibly hot, hot take. Hot take. The Rolex Daytona looks like a fake ass Invicta with this stupid so meteorite dial, <laughs> and the Omega is actually pretty tasteful. This exactly. 
I, I think for me, this is emblematic of Rolex's approach to meteorite dials. Because you remember the last Rolex that came out, the meteorite dial, as that white gold uh, sub case. Do you remember that watch? Yeah. I, I don't know if you like that watch or not, but it's one of oh, those it, things. No, it's it's the white gold GMT Master. The, yeah, yeah. It's with the meteorite right. dial. Yeah. The meteorite dial just makes it look, and I'm sorry if this upsets people, the way Rolex used it in the GMT Master, it just looks so weird. It doesn't look right. It just looks like, just looks like they slapped it in there to make it like. I don't want to say it looks fake, but it just doesn't make any sense. And I get the same sort of sensation from that as I do with this Daytona meteorite dial. I think you hit the nail on the head. It makes the watch look fake. You yeah, know? I, I don't know on this Daytona. However, the meteorite dial on the Omega. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. I think they executed that a lot better than Rolex. Oh my God, yes. Absolutely. I This this is a bit of an unfair one because I specifically wanted to choose a Rolex V Omega thing to try and highlight how Omega is really just... Uh, Omega Killing is my, it? Oh yeah, Omega <laughs> is my current darling uh, yeah. at this point. I don't think we've made any, uh, any ambiguous remarks in regards to the Rolex V Omega uh, discussion. Not even talking about availability and marketing. Just when you come down to what you get for your money, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. some, especially if, if I can, like, like I said, I can walk into an Omega boutique right fucking now, spend six thousand dollars that I don't have, or six thousand bucks that I'm saving up for a new HVAC and upset my wife. But I can go in there, I can spend six thousand bucks, and I can walk out with a Seamaster three hundred coax master chronometer with a ceramic bezel and a yep. ceramic dial, whatever the fuck, and just be blown away and be a dad and be a dad <laughs> still be a responsible you can still put your kids through college i can still put my kinder lock my little kinder lock through college how about that but yeah so i'm gonna go i'm very happy this was a quick this was a quick one yeah. and i'm very happy we we're both in agreement because i thought you i thought i don't know why i thought you'd be like because you sometimes like very very like ostentatious like fuck yeah. you watch things that rolex does i don't think rolex does the meteorite thing all that all that well i think no. the gm the gmt master is a little bit better but this daytona is really bad <laughs> like really bad <laughs> let's do this uh next one. Oh, this one's yours this next one is yours row uh 17 i'm looking at the time and i kind of want to jump straight to the last one <laughs> speak speaking just speaking just of striking striking while the iron's hot you know yeah, speaking of ostentatious rolexes would you like to introduce this one because one of your darlings i think is in this is in this one this is who, really who? this is really hard for did you see the alternative that i sent by the way in slack so let me see we have another rolex here we're, we're basically head-to-head rolex versus ap on the rainbow diamond thing <sighs> Um, who who wore it better? Rainbow Diamonds. Yeah, so everybody's jumping on on this bandwagon right now. Hublot is doing it. Um, Technically, Breitling, if you think of that last uh, Super Seawolf, whatever the fuck, Super Ocean, whatever the fuck with the uh, diamond, yeah. they did the rainbow like that. markers. Jeez. It's a little poor, more, poor, more pulled back, but I would count it as a rainbow. rainbow yeah. So who did Rainbow Diamonds better? The Rainbow Daytona? Or the AP Frosted Rainbow. You can go with the regular one or the open worked. Uh, oh, open work. Come on. Open. Okay. All right. Let's let's go all the way. <laughs> all the let's, way, dude. 
All right, I'm not spending my own money all the way. All right. <sighs> Pull up a photo here. Oh my god, this is hard, man. This Let me take hard. a look. I need to open up a photo of the Rainbow Daytona. I like what they did to the metal. They like it has all these little like dimples. Yeah, it's like a it's it's it it's meant to look like crushed diamonds, but it's not crushed <sighs> diamonds. It, it's like some kind of tooling that they use to to just like. I don't know, make those indentations on there. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> this is a tough one. Uh, I, I, t- you know, th- th- think out loud. What are, you, what are you struggling with right now mentally? So let's preface this. So I think... Clear- I, oh, sorry. I think the Daytona platform is much more suited to take on this design choice than the oh. Royal Oak platform. Uh, there's just, there's okay. more to work with. And if you look at, if you look at the white gold rainbow Daytona, they've put the diamonds on the lugs as well. So you, you get a rainbow yes. gradient on the bezel, but you also get regular diamonds on the lugs and you also get diamonds crown on the indices. <laughs> on oh, the crown guard. They're also on the crown <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I know people hate this watch. Like I, people people wrote to me after I first talked about this. Like I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't know about your opinions anymore, Mike, because you like this watch. And I was just like, lost, they lost faith in you. I don't know if I could pull off the the yellow gold one, but dude, this this white gold rainbow Daytona. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like this wins, and I'm like an AP Royal Oak fanboy. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I have completely forgotten about rolex like rolex is dead to me um i've told my i've i've owned three i have gotten rid of every single one in less than a year you tore down all your rolex posters you burned all your notes to rolex that you wrote in the shoebox you keep under your bed rolex is in the past i think that i think that i would only adopt rolex again if i went for precious metal which is obviously something that I can't do <laughs> like right now. Like I would need to change my profession. Um, but I, I think, I think that's maybe why I'm, I'm more drawn to, to the Rolex. I don't know. There's, there's not really anything special about stainless steel Rolex anymore. Mm. I, I think they really, they Except really the availability or not availability. Yeah. They really get it done when they do stuff with precious metals and, um, gems and things like that and i, th- yeah. I think this rainbow daytona is a, is a great example so i was undecided on this one when we were talking <laughs> about it but now but i i think you phrase it in a way that makes the most sense the actual D- daytona platform lends itself way better yeah to something like this as opposed to this um uh, the royal oak ap you know what I mean? I feel like with that AP, it's like we took Carmen Electra and we shaved her head and gave her face tattoos. Like, that's what we did with Carmen that Carmen Electra tried to transform into Mike Tyson? <laughs> Correct. Exactly. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't uh, do that. You can't do that to the AP. I don't know. Or I feel worse about that being done to the AP than the Daytona. But the Daytona was never really that sacred to me. Maybe that's why I'm more okay with this. I'm going to agree with you. I think... I think it's it's two things. It's the AP Royal Oak platform doesn't lend itself well to this design, and even trying to. And the second thing, even trying to do it, the rainbow blinged out look to this design, just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Whereas on the on the on the Daytona, 
it, it's more appropriate for this watch in terms of the way the watch is designed and the things you can choose to put diamonds in. And at the same time, the Daytona is not sacred enough really to either of us to where we're not that offended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a mad blinged out Daytona. So I'll, I'll, I'm happy calling it the 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 who wore it better, the rainbow Di- rainbow diamond bling look. I'll say the Rolex Daytona. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna turn you on to this watch, Kaz. <laughs> you can turn me on to it all you want. I'm never gonna buy it. <laughs> one day we're gonna sell the company and be able to afford <laughs> one gemstone for this watch. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna afford one gemstone that maybe we can like have like a like a like like a gemologist break into thousands of little gemstones and then maybe we can get like a small like Timex Charlie Brown watch like one of those Charles Schultz Queen's watches and just they can just put diamonds can we put crushed diamonds on our Timex <laughs> what do you think can we share one time like one $30 Timex and just put crushed diamonds on there I, I'm I'm get like I don't know at that point if I'm crushing diamonds I'm getting more into biohacking I want to put crushed <laughs> diamonds in my cereal That'll make oh me a better God. person. That way, that way, that way, your shit can sparkle. <laughs> exactly. Telling you, man. But here, this was so much fun. Who wore it better? Um, we can we can do the the honorable mentions, the the leftovers. We have two more. Okay, yeah, we have two more. There's two more categories we're gonna get to here. Number seventeen, Michael, is one of yours. You've listed it here as gotta go anywhere, do anything. But I think during our before. The clap um, pre-discussion, which is uh, which you can get uh, as a Patreon subscriber, I think we choose them to call this what the 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 Himalaya the Himalaya Slayer the Himalaya yeah, Summiter something like that. What are you going to climb Mount Rainier with? Is it the Explorer One, just the time only, or the Railmaster Fifty Seven? Both of those watches see. have those like really sweet time only vibes. Um, they're both pretty undersized by today's standards. Um, and I know personally, if I were if I was in the market for both of those watches, if you consider the the history, the technology, uh, what you pay right now, I don't think the Explorer One is really all that hot or hyped right now. Mm. So um, I think you can still probably find one for a good price. Uh, that's kind of a tough decision if that's what you're looking for, like a nice, understated tool watch that's uh, framed in that idea of climbing a mountain. Originally, I was going to go Railmaster, but I'm looking at the pictures side by side. I got to do the Explorer. Yeah, it's pretty I, cool. I just have to. I'm so sorry. I was, I'm was. i try, I'm trying to be down on Rolex, but I can't do it in this case. I have to choose the Explorer. Yeah, I'm I'm moving more towards Railmaster, but this will be good for the audience to, to write in on. I'm curious to know what, what you folks guys, think. guys, you're our tiebreaker. Yeah. All right. And then this last one that I picked was this kind of across the Atlantic competition. Uh, and it's the standard issue watches that you get when you join the military. Mm-hmm. Um, these aren't issued anymore, but uh, basically I, I only have the part numbers here. It's like the Benris, the standard Benris field watches that you would get like in Vietnam. So like the GGW 113. Um, you know, Hamilton makes their own modern version in, in the khaki um, if if you want an nice. idea of what those look like, versus something like the CWCW10, so the British style of the standard issue, standard kit, uniform piece field watch, um, the CWCW10 or the G10. Uh, those are quartz, and the other ones are mechanical. By the way, huh? Just so, so the, I... the CWC is quartz. The okay. American ones are mechanical. <clears throat> just so I'm not crazy, these are di- and just I'm looking at the right model, the models. The cases are different. 
The cases right. are a little bit different, yeah. Which one are you leaning towards? This, this is more in your wheelhouse. I also want to make sure I'm looking at the right, the right watches. I would go for the CWC just because it's quartz and I don't have to worry about it. Um, That's true. If and they were actually, actually the CWCs are actually technically more serviceable than mm-hmm. the American issued watches. I think some of the mechanical ones, like from back in the day, like they weren't even meant to be opened. Like they were just very generic mechanical movements that were meant to be disposable, actually. So you have an issue with folks collecting them today and realizing that they're not really that easy to service because they were never really meant to be serviceable. Uh, the CWC, at the very least, you can replace the battery. That's it. So I think they did it a little bit better. Well, I, when you phrase it like that, I would probably choose something that I know I could rely on. Mm-hmm. I would go with the CWC uh, as well. I think. Yeah. I think, I think that's like a pretty logical thing. So we can, uh, I'll put the CWC in green. So the one that, the only one that we were really split on was. Explorer versus Slayer. Railmaster. Yeah, yeah. Himalayan Slayer. So let's, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what else to call it. I want to think it's gonna be fun. Um, but here, let's do this. I'm gonna recap where we were in regards to who wore it better, um, and then we'll start rounding out the show. Uh, going down the line, who wore it better? Dual Crown Micro Brand Watch. We gave it to the Notice Duality, um, with the caveat of saying the Gavox Diver was probably a better all-around uh, yeah. designed watch, with maybe more of an eye towards. Uh, like function and X factor. Um, if you asked, so you said you would buy the Notice Duality. If honestly given the choice, I would buy the Avid Diver because I think it just speaks to me more design wise. However, as a dual crown micro, Duality makes more sense. Uh, Art Deco style, JLC Reverso versus Cartier Tank. Who wore it better? We chose the Cartier Tank. Sorry, JLC. Uh, who wore it better? Seiko Patty Pepsi, Samurai versus Turtle. Controversially, we chose Samurai because we, I guess, interpreted the whole Patty thing as more of an aesthetic take than a functional take, recognizing the turtle is probably more of an appropriate function uh, style, you know, classic dive looking watch. So, mm-hmm. um, who wore it better? Steel Bezel, Raven Venture versus Trasca Freediver. We chose the Mother Humpin Trasca Freediver. I love that watch. Uh, that Fleeker feel, Laco Munster versus IWC Big Pilot. Chose the Laco Munster. Sorry, guys. Vietnam vibes. Who wore it better, the Glycine Airman or the Seiko 6105? We unanimously and pretty quickly chose the Seiko 6105 because I think we both saw it as like a tropical bushwhacking watch. I don't know mm-hmm. why. It's yeah. probably just because of the fucking movie. Yeah, you know probably. I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> Microbrand Seagull, Seagull Chrono, the Baltic Bicompacts versus the Laurier Gemini Chrono. We chose um, pretty unanimously, uh, unanimously, again, the Baltic Bicompacts. Um, as a watch community, we seem to have forgotten that watch, but it was fucking Trey Chic, dude. Really fucking good. I love that watch. The, the, the bike compacts. Uh, unnecessary meteorite dial. Suck it, Rolex. We chose the Omega Gray Side of the Moon meteorite dial. Just an all-around more thought-out and better-designed watch. Uh, we were split between the Himalaya Slayer watch, between the Explorer 1, which I opted for, and the Railmaster 757, which Michael opted for. So you guys and gals at home could be the tiebreaker. Let us know which one you feel is the better Gata slash Exploration slash Himalaya Slayer watch. Um, this standard issue category, who wore it better? We both opted for the CWC W10 slash G10 versus the sort of Benra style um, W31 AGB, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, or like the other GG one. I'm not too super, super knowledgeable about that. And then the last one here, which we jumped to in the middle of it, but who wore it better? Rainbow Diamonds 
Rolex Daytona versus the AP Frosted Rainbow. We had to concede in this case, Rolex did it better because the Daytona platform lends itself way, way more to the Garris application of rainbow diamonds. <laughs> keep keep Carmen Electra great. Keep Carmen Electra great. Don't shave her head and give her face tattoos. Keep <laughs> Carmen Electra great. All right, guys. Um, here, let's do this. Hope everyone enjoyed the show. Let us know your thoughts on the choices. Let us know your thoughts on future ideas for who wore it better. This was incredibly fun. Keep an eye out on the Instagram for... Um, I'll probably do some polls. I'll probably take these and, and do polls like, you know... Uh, Seiko Patty Pepsi, who wore it better, Samurai or Turtle, and then blah, 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 blah. So if you're on the Instagram, keep an eye out. If you're not following us on Instagram, do follow us on Instagram, at TubeWorkWatchNobs. In addition to that, check out the TubeWorkWatchNobs.com website. We're always putting stuff up on there. And if you want to get in on the Patreon fun, go and check out Patreon. If you want to get in on the wrist checks that we're going to start doing in July, or if you want to get access to the behind-the-scenes content and before the clap, or um, the eBay deep dives that I do for Sobia watches, or even the Slack channel, Go and check out the Patreon. Thank you to everyone that's been jumping on. Um, welcome to the Patreon family. Uh, also, use our Amazon affiliate link if you want to support the show. Um, ba, 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 ba. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think that's it. I think that might be it. Wow. Okay. Is that sad? Is that a sad time? Unfortunately, it was a fun episode, though. <laughs> it was a fun I'm so happy. I'm yeah. so happy you said yes to this topic because I was afraid you're going to be like, that's stupid. I need a new friend. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> who wore it better, man? Who who wore it better? Uh, um, it was fun. Let's do we'll, it. We'll we'll do something cool next week. Um, let's but do I it. Hope, hope you all enjoy it. And thanks for listening. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Stops. Later. Yeah.